Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast. We'd like to thank you for taking a few moments out of your day to listen to what God is doing here in Reynoldsburg, Ohio. We hope today's message will be encouraging and uplifting to you. To learn more about Simple Church, maybe you'd like to be our guest for a service, please visit our website at www.simplechurchohio.com. There you'll find more information about us, location, service times, and even online giving opportunities. And now, here's today's message. So for any of you who don't know, Steve missed his flight. He was a little bit late to Honduras, but he made it to Honduras, and so it's, it's great to have Steve here today. Okay, we're going we're gonna to pass this off to Amy, and we're going to get this ball rolling. We went to the Hope Center in Tegucigalpa, Honduras for the second year in a row. And I just want to take a minute, team. We have a special audience today, not just our brothers and sisters at Simple Church, but our brothers, our hermanos in Honduras. You want to say hi? One, two, three. Hola. Hola. (laughs) We love you guys. We miss you already. So let me tell you a little bit more about the Hope Center. Um, This is a a, a children's center in Tegucigalpa through One Child Matters. One Child Matters uh, sponsors children and has has centers in multiple countries, but we've kind of adopted uh, Project 14 in Tegucigalpa. Um, A lot of us at Simple Church have sponsored kiddos, and we have our pictures, their pictures on our fridge, letters, you know, that we write back and forth. But the really cool thing about One Child Matters is we get to go and hug on those kids and love them. And along with the amazing staff at the Hope Center, help those kids feel very valued and worthwhile. And don't we all need to feel that way? Uh, so let me tell you a little bit more about what sponsorship means and what happens at the Hope Center. So the kids in Honduras go to school half day. And then several days a week, they go to the Hope Center afterward, and they get a nice hot meal from Belia and her team. Woohoo! Um, and Simple Church helped uh, last year with giving them a new kitchen. Belia was literally cooking out of a closet, literally, for over 100 kids. And now she's got a bigger kitchen, and we got to go see the fruits of that and the fruits of your giving. Um, so they get a warm meal. They get tutoring, so you know if they need help in school, uh, the, the staff comes alongside of them, helps with education, which of course gives kids a brighter future. Um, they have medical care opportunities that they would not have had. And uh, most importantly, this amazing staff gives them um, spiritual role models, a spiritual education. It puts their little feet on a firm foundation of God, a firm understanding that they matter to Christ and that they can say yes to Jesus. And then they take that, that feeling of being worthwhile and that they matter. And that then the good news of the gospel, they take that home to their families. It's amazing. So when you sponsor a kid, don't think that you're only sponsoring a kid. Yeah, you know, it's a few dollars a month, but um, it's, it's impacting way more than just them. Um, and then I, I would also just take a moment since I have your attention. If you sponsor a kiddo, please write to them. Your dollars do really matter, but your words just invest in them and in a way that dollars can't. So take a moment, even if it's just, hey, I'm praying for you, I miss you, I, I care about you, whatever. It doesn't have to be long and crazy, um, but, but please write. Okay, so let's see. Let's take a minute to recognize the team, everyone who participated um, on this trip. So we flew Delta on the way down, and we got our own little TVs and watched movies, and Delta always has these cool commercials. And, and the end of this, this commercial, encouraging everybody to fly Delta lots of times, of course, was good things come to those who go. And I thought, wow, how timely. You know, we are sitting here amongst a mission team who has answered God's call to be obedient and go. 
And I, and I think you'll all agree that for the most part, good things came to us. So I wanted to thank you guys for your obedience, your willingness to do what it took to go to Honduras. Including our free baggage that we got. To oh my goodness, we got, we got crazy blessed on this trip. I have a long list of free stuff. You know, free stuff doesn't just happen. God was smiling on us. Um, we had uh, 18 bags checked for free. That's, uh, that's more than actually 25 bucks a bag. But, um, but so, so good things come to those who go, but I'm a firm believer that good things come to those who prayed, good things come to those who gave, good things come to those who encouraged. So I'm going to ask a few groups of people to stand up, and I want you to stay standing till the end. I want you to stand up if you sponsor a kid with One Child Matters, and you guys don't need to stand. Stand up if you sponsor a child with One Child Matters. All right. Stand up if you sent gifts or supplies for this team to do the work in Honduras. All right. Stand up if you wrote letters to the missionaries to encourage them while they were on the field. Keep standing. Stay standing, please. Stand up if you gave financially for the capital needs or for a to help a missionary go or you sold lemonade to raise money. Uh, stand up if you prayed for this team and this trip. Stand up if you were crazy enough to show up at midnight at the airport to welcome home a group of tired missionaries and make us feel loved. All right, look, at all, look around. Look at all of you all standing. I want you to know that these stories you hear, all, every tear you see on that video, those are yours too. You are a part of this team. And God may use today to stir a little fire in you. I want you to start praying about that. You might be the next people who need to go. You might, your next step may be to sponsor a child um, or to help in some other way. Start praying about that. And, uh, and this round of applause is for you. Okay, you can be seated. Thank you, all of you. All right, so just a real quick overview of the trip. This year, our first day, we met the staff at the center. They told us about our amazing country. Their amazing country feels kind of like ours now, doesn't it? Um, they're, they're beautiful people, um, and, and the country is beautiful, and they love it, and they shared that love. Um, they shared what God's been doing in their lives. They shared testimonies. They shared how God used our visit last year, which Aaron's going to share a little more with you. It was a great day. Um, we had a time of sharing skills with the staff and just teaching them stuff we know how to do. We had a vac vacation Bible school with all the kiddos. We had a time of investing in the youth, the, the little bit older kids, which was really cool. And we had a day of just playing with the kids and loving on them and doing activities and hugging them. And it was a great day. Um, and then we had a chance to spend some time with the mothers of the sponsored kids and teach them some stuff and give them a word of encouragement and testimony, and it was amazing. So uh, we saw God moving in Honduras, and, and it was a great trip. So I'll turn that back over to you. Okay, so I'm going to give you a heads up. The stories that you're going to hear today uh, are just a, a small slice of the stories that are, are able to be heard, that, that I've got like 30 questions, and I'm going to get to like six uh, if you've got questions, these people want to share their stories, and, and we'll talk more about that on the back end, but, but, but know that there are stories that you guys need to hear that are not going to be presented up here that uh, I, I would encourage you to, to, to ask them and, and see how God has been working on them, in them, through them, and, and, and how that can rub off on, on what God's doing in your life. So uh, I encourage you highly to, to interact with these people more than what you're witnessing right here. So I know that, that a lot of these people have been on a mission trip before, but raise your hand if this is your first mission trip. So we got four. 
Was it everything that you had hoped for and more? Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm going to take that answer, and we're, we'll go with that. So, so yes. The, the, the mission trip happened during this week, but, but there's a lot of work that goes ahead of it. Um, can any of you share about the struggles of leading up to the mission trip? What were, what were the weeks prior like? Um, it was really hard leading up, to just the week leading up. Um, one of the things that Amy said prepping us was, you're going to have a lot of attacks. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? Um, and I really learned what that meant. Um, the enemy was really attacking me, I, and I felt it in my job, in our marriage, our relationship. Um, there was just a lot that really got me discouraged um, leading up to that. And I'm going to go a little bit farther than your question, because when we got down there, I was just really discouraged, and I was feeling really heartbroken. Um, and one of the first days that we were there, we had this giant prayer circle, and um, they, it was amazing to hear all of them praying around us in a language that you know, most of us didn't understand. Um, but I caught a few words and heard one of um, the people praying over me and over our marriage, and it brought me to tears to hear uh, someone who didn't know us, <laughs> didn't know us at all, but God brought her the words to pray for our marriage. She had no idea what was going on. I was pointing. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that they're praying for. <laughs> Okay, so, so from, the, from the people that had been down there last year, so the, the, the missionaries that were uh, part of the Honduras team last year, what was, what was the difference? What was some of the, 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 the changes that you saw happen between last trip and this trip? What, what are the, some of the differences there? I think one of the coolest differences is that when we went down last year, um, that was our first time in Honduras, and it was their first time ever receiving missionaries to the center. So they had no idea what it was like with us coming. We didn't know what it was like coming. Um, and so this time it was different because we had those relationships from last year. But this time we really, they really blossomed. They flourished. You know, there was a lot of inside jokes and just having fun with them, things that we were a little uncomfortable with last year. And it's just absolutely incredible to uh, go back and see them again. I would say the amount of life that was breathed into the center. Um, when we went there, there was a lot of areas just of the building itself that were uh, run down and lacked any kind of, of I just want to say life. And um, to, to get there and find every inch of the building had been renovated or changed in some sort. And uh, I'll speak more to some of, the, some of the greater changes in the community, but just the center itself. Uh, was not just painted because we painted it last time we got there. They took the rest of the money that we left behind and painted the rest of the building inside. But, but uh, just, I, I don't know, it was just incredible. The energy that was there uh, was, was way different than the energy that was there the year before. Very cool. So, so you, we've got the pictures going on in the background, and, and we saw pictures of rocks. Misty, what's the deal with the rocks? A lot of people know here. I'm not going to tell the whole story. <laughs> a year ago, I went home to Florida. Um, I'm on the beach hunting seashells is what we do. 
um, which sister's here, by the way. <laughs> and the tide's coming in. It's getting dark. There's nobody on the beach. And I find this perfectly painted rock. And the tide's going to take it away. But I felt bad, like, oh, my gosh, somebody dropped their souvenir. Like, because it was so pretty, you know. I was like, uh, well, I better take it or the ocean's going to get it. So I get home. I'm like, look what I found. And my mom's like, oh, somebody left that for you. I'm like, who would do that? So down there, they paint rocks, and they hide them just to spread a little kindness and bring a smile. And as soon as I got back, I painted the whole time, got addicted, brought it back here, got stayed addicted, got several of you addicted to it. Y'all come to my paint classes. Yeah. And it's just really caught on nationwide. And then they, it's what I sold to pay for my entire trip. Entire trip was paid with rocks. Right? Who can say that? So you can go because, you know. Everybody can find rocks, right? You can find a way. But um, so they asked me to teach paint classes in Honduras. And when Amy asked me that first time, I think I said, excuse me, because I had to go cry somewhere. <laughs> you know, so and that's that's what we did. We took it down and they were so excited. They were like, why are we doing this? So I told them the story of it and just to see how excited they were and what God spoke to me about the rocks and what I could tell them about the rocks and it was it was life fulfilling rocks and not to mention so she was able to do this with the group of mothers that are from the with the kids from the center and one of my sponsored kids moms um said she did really great and she's like you know i think i could sell these and so she's going to practice and misty gave her some supplies and you know that might be something that could bring income to their family now very cool. Very cool. So when you go down to Honduras, you're, you're not just serving the kids there. You're serving the, the, the leaders, the people that, are, that, are, that actually work there, the, the, the locals that are serving at that, that community. Can you share any stories about relationships with those people, either new ones or ones that have changed over the, over the year? So um, clearly new relationship because it was first timer. Um, but the woman who prayed over me was actually the director of the center. Um, and we had a conversation. I told her how impactful that was that she had prayed over me. And we had a conversation later. Um, and she said, you know, your story was impactful to me too. I told her, I, you know, I'm a social worker. And she said, I actually changed my um career path from working in finance to doing what I'm doing now because I wanted to have an impact on these children too. So it was really cool that despite that language barrier, we could still have a really great connection and have such a really cool relationship. Yeah, the director's uh, name is Leslie and uh, though, though I knew Leslie from last year, everybody else had a relationship. Leslie, if you're watching, hi. Uh, and um, she uh, she would probably be mortified that I'm talking about her. Watching. Oh, oh, Belly is watching. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, walking in and seeing the difference in her from last year, uh, I even told her, I, I took her, pulled her aside, and I said, you've grown so much in your influence. And that's what leadership is really all about is your level of influence 
And you could see that she had spent time pouring into this and had, had put her all of herself into this community and, and growing herself, developing herself, and developing the center. And uh, it was just an, an incredible to see. And, uh, and as God's talking to me the whole time, uh, you know, we're just playing a photo game. I'm walking around trying to get her to photobomb without her knowledge the entire time. I even scared her at one point in time. It was really great. Uh, the new kitchen that we helped them build. Uh, thank you very much for your generosity to do that. Um, has a window and uh, into a classroom just to kind of help uh, the wind flow into the rest of the building or the airflow into the building. And uh, it, it's right be beside this refrigerator. And so I just stood there and I waited silent. <laughs> Leslie walked into the kitchen, got into the fridge, <laughs> shut it, pulled something out, and I jumped right through that window. And, blah! and she just, <laughs> I scared her so bad, she, she chased me through the rest of the building. It was, uh, it was fantastic. And thus was my relationship with Leslie for the rest of the week. <laughs> we didn't understand a lick of what each other said, but we had a great time. So as missionaries, you end up building relationships with the, with the people, with the, with the locals, with the kids, and with the, the people that are serving there. Can you share some of the changes or transformation of the relationships that happen within you guys as a team? <laughs> Here it comes. Um, so Misty was my roommate um, because she doesn't snore. And... That was a blessing in disguise, because he snores. Um, so, but there's way more than that. So God put us together, and every night we'd come, and we would just talk and talk and talk, because we both love to talk. And I learned so much from her in seven days than I can even put into words, just because she... I struggle with a lot of things on a daily basis and like who she is today and what she shared with me truly helped me see that my worth is everything and I just love her so much for that because she helped me um, reach out to people that I needed to ask for forgiveness for years ago. Um, so I'm forever grateful for you, Missy. We're best friends now. Yes, we are. So outside of Missy and Cleese, does everybody else like love each other more? Is there anybody there on here that's like done with somebody on the stage? I don't want to well, hear any more of Kasaya's stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, everybody, please thank Derek again because that poor man had to put up with me snoring all week and I snore like a freight train. So. <laughs> Listen. We were in a traffic jam for three hours. That time and you were I salmon fishing? And I had no fishing. means to entertain myself. So I went to the back of the bus where he was asleep, and poor Caitlin had nobody to sit with, so I just sat myself down next to her, and I was like, did I ever tell you about the time? And then it was, it was like, I just, I just can't, it was the longest story I ever told, and none of it was true. She went to... <laughs> she caught salmon, she went to space, she went to Russia, all in like a span of about five hours. Plot twist, it was a lie. Next question. So understand that when you, go, when, you, when you go on a mission trip and you are confined in relationship with a handful of other people for seven days straight, the relationships changes and, and uh, where it can be stressed, it, it's also, it also grows together more. So, you know, I'm, I feel very confident that these 13 people love each other on a very different level than, than they did before they went. Um, so so the, the, the big part of the trip, the, the, the part of the trip that, that 
the team that you got to participate with the team as well was was providing for the kids that um, you know we sent down six suitcasefuls of of stuff yeah, of stuff can can you guys share stories about uh, the impact that those that that stuff had on the kids and their families yeah I mean it was pretty incredible anyone who sent a bag down or, or gifts down hopefully got photos or videos and the the look on the kids faces when they got stuff was absolutely incredible um, and, not, and not to um, to negate the, the painted rocks uh, I think everyone knows how amazing they are but there was something that totally caught me off guard and that's because you know the Ellers sent down a suitcase I mean huge full of everything this family could want and the kid was opening puzzles and and hats and toys and stickers and his face just lit up but nothing hit him as hard as her painted rock did and again they're awesome, but it's a painted rock. And I'm like, why are these kids so enamored with a rock? And it's because she spent the time to make them for them, and they had their name on it. And as soon as they saw that, they just, nothing else mattered. They dropped it up on the floor, and, and they loved that rock. It was amazing. Every kid was that way. It was quite frustrating, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Every, every because nobody's as awesome as yeah. Misty on this trip. <laughs> well, you, you try and be a blessing to these families, and then they pull out a rock that has their name on it, and they don't even care about all the other stuff that's over here. Like, they're just staring at this rock. They cared, but... Well, they care. No, they, they care, but that rock was just amazing to them. That's because they're not Americans, and the, the level of care for stuff doesn't... Exactly. It's not, it's not the same, is it? How about with the parents? Were, 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 there, were there gifts... That, that were significant to the parents? What were the, what were the standout things? Yeah, I'll, just, I'll just speak to what Caitlin and Aaron did. And actually, when, after we walked out of, out of the, because so, we got to go to a few houses, not just at the center. We got to walk around the community, um, which, is, which was great. And uh, we went in, is Harrison? Harrison's one of your sponsored kids. And we went in there, and not only did they have presents for Harrison, but they also had a suitcase full of just stuff for the family. And you should have seen the moms and the cousins and the people that were just like, Woohoo! Like even the feminine products, she's like, "Here you go, mom. You can have this right here. This is just, you know." But I mean, like it was just, it, it was really amazing to see because those those products are are really expensive, and um, not everybody has access to them, or it's not the priority thing to get something as simple as what did you say, toothpaste and soap and 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 the, the, I mean those things are are expensive, and so to provide those for the family was really really incredible. I told my wife, "We, we got to step up our game next year. We brought we brought presents for our kids and." These guys thought of the families, and I felt... I brought a candle for all my parents. Oh, you bring, we brought a family. Yeah, yeah, candle, yeah. It was just a candle, like not a suitcase full of stuff. I thought it was also amazing um, that specifically for uh, y'all's... Uh, Steven? Yeah. Um, Steven is one of their sponsor kids, and he had presents for them um, specifically. And it was... He went so far as to like put a picture on a pillow for Aaron, and that but, was really touching to see. Yeah, that that's how... like giving these children are like I, I can't imagine you know how excited they were to like get all the things and whatever but they were just as giving in return to us like like he said one of our kids Steven he had a pillow for Aaron keychains for Kasaya and I um, and like Misty wore these little these little rubber band things around her wrist and she had like bracelet game strong with them all day, all week. And she would just give them to the little kids as they were playing around. And she gave one to my Suwani, who's one of my sponsored kids. And an hour or so later, 
Suwani gave it to me, and I was like, oh, no, that's for you. And she's like, no, I want you to have it. And that's how much they, they if you sponsor a kid, that's how much they love you. Like, it's a love. Uh, our sponsor kid's name is Ani. And, uh, and, and, you know, I had the joy during this week of bestowing upon most of your sponsor kids their gifts. And it is just, oh, to be able to be the giver, to be the face for you, I, I just loved it. It just wells up, makes you want to cry all the time, it makes you feel so happy. And we, and we brought stuff for Ani and her family. Well, the next day, Misty saw her running into the center, and I was all the way on the other side of the center. Like, where's my godmother? Where's my godmother? Like, I'm panic. And I'm like, there. It was so cute. She was ready to bowl over everybody in the center to get to me with a little gift, a box, this awesome box that said Honduras. It was carved and everything. And, and she just wanted to have that same joy of giving. And, and it was beautiful. So there's, there's lots of cool stories about, the, about gifts being given back and forth. Uh, Tell us about the impact of some of the stories that you were able to share, that, that stuff is cool, um, but, but when it came to testimonies or, or sharing your stories, what kind, of, what kind of impact did that have on the community? So Shanda got to share. I'll, I'll just, can I do this for you? You already are. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shanda got to share her story, and one of the most impactful things is, you know, as pastors... Um, I, f I feel like you all put us on a pedestal. Uh, I feel like you put us in a place and like, well, because we're pastors that we're perfect and we do everything right and we have no flaws and we have no issues and I fight against that. I want you to know how imperfect I am and that I struggle and that, that as much as I'm trying to lead you to follow Jesus, I struggle doing that too. And, uh, and so, but, but there it's a very different culture. It's, it is, it is the, that the pastors can show no weakness. It is, it is very difficult for them to do that. And Shanda got up and shared her story about, uh, about her past and what she came from and how she felt a lack in her worth and being a pastor's wife and, and holding this role. And, um, and I forget the words that she said ex exactly afterwards, after hearing your testimony. Do you remember what she said? Uh, she just said that after hearing my testimony that she felt like God was leading her to do the same and that she could relate to my past and my story and that she felt she needed to do the same to reach more women there in Honduras. Yeah, it's, it's because people are inspired by your strengths, but they connect with you through your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she learned that, and I feel like that was an incredible gift to give to a pastor's wife in Honduras that will be, that's not just a pebble in the pond, the ripples will make a massive difference there. Very cool. And, and your stories are just as important that, that uh, it's not just because Shanda's the pastor's wife, that, that there was a level of influence and, and foothold there. However, uh, the, the, re the rest of the team has those stories as well, and the rest of you have those stories as well. So um, keep, those, keep those in mind and as you're in conversation with people. Um, so, so a lot of the trip, when you've seen the pictures, a lot of the trip just looks like shiny and cool and that they had lots of fun. Were there any moments of, uh, of fear or anxiety as you were on the trip? Can you share... Um, what was going on around you? Is this the cockroach story? <laughs> it can be. Not about the cockroach, okay? Yes, I found a cockroach, but anyways. Um, so 
we were on the bus for a very long time sitting in traffic so long that it turned into three hours and it should have been about a 20 minute drive um that's because there i had no idea what was going on i just thought the traffic was chaotic because um, there were barricades throughout the day um so we sat there and sat there and then i didn't find out till later what actually was happening um there was a bunch of protests going on because gas prices had gone up so high and um, registration, fees. registration fees, thanks for the support. Um, and so, so actually what was happening while we were sitting on the bus was just um, people started running towards the bus and that's because tear gas was being thrown, how close to us, pretty close? down shortly down the road, but our awesome bus driver, oh my gosh, he's the best Please. ever. And he managed to get us out of that situation. Um, he was on the phone with people letting them know that there were Americans on the bus and he needed to make sure we got back to the hotel very safely. But I, think I thought we were about to be a lifetime movie. Yes. But I think the best part of that was the next morning when we stayed at the hotel kind of during the morning, early afternoon, because we had a very intimate time of prayer um, just amongst ourselves and it was just like a round robin about the people of Honduras and just, you know, just anything that came to mind, we just started praying. And um, Ava, she just told us a lot more things about the center and what was going on there. So it was a blessing in disguise the next day. Um, talking about a Lifetime movie, like I'm texting my sister during this three hour ordeal and she's keeping it lighthearted and you know being funny and I start reading her text to the bus and it was they were really good and then I one thing I didn't tell him was I was texting her like girl I have to go like I'm looking at that cooler and this is this might happen like three hours on this bus like I don't know we're about to get really cozy up in here and she's like do it she's like nobody's had a lifetime movie if they didn't pee in an alley or somewhere crazy. She's like, this cinches it, do it. <laughs> and I was like, she didn't oh. do it. Thankfully. I didn't do it. But it, the struggle was real. We were legitimately talking about the logistics of how to do that. Though. Like, do we sacrifice the cooler? We'll buy him a new cooler. I think we really had that talk. But one of, so the morning that got canceled because of the protests and the barricades, um, you know, in the past I've had a lot of people ask me about short-term mission trips and there's a lot of people that are very against short-term mission trips because it's a lot of money to get there and the supplies that you know we need to get there and things like that and we're asking for donations and I have literally had people in years past say why don't you just send the money instead of going just send the money how much could they do with that money and I'm sure they could do a lot with that money but one of the things that Ava said the day that we were kind of stuck at the hotel for the morning was that Yes, you could send money, and they would use the money, but the money will run out. And she said, you guys coming here, they know you come from so far, and the memories that you make with the children here will change their life forever. And she said, the worth that they feel because they feel so special that you traveled so far, and that, that's something that they'll take the rest of their life. So... So there's, there's a whole bunch more questions that I could ask about the week of the trip. Um, but but the, the last question I want to focus on is, so what is this week then? That, that uh, you, you go on a mission trip. They were in Honduras. They got back. They're not in Honduras anymore. What has this week of transition been like for you guys? 
Go ahead, Kiki. Well, um, so I met this kid last year, but we had grown really close this year. His name is Josue, and he was my little buddy. We did everything together. He didn't speak a lick of English, but that was okay. Um, we just, right, we taught him some stuff. Doesn't matter. Um, we just did everything together, and when it was time to go, like, they had this huge worship thing. It was like a prayer circle, and everybody was bawling their eyes out, and I just sat there because, you know, I'm not a big choir. I'm like an ice queen, and no one can penetrate my icy shield. And you right. Oh my. And then. <laughs> That's yours. That's my case. That's yours. It's accurate. And then Josue had painted a rock with Misty, and he was so proud of it. And he like wrote on the back like Jesus loves you, and he was showing everybody. And then at the end, when we're about to go to Pizza Hut, um, he comes up to me and he gives me the rock, and I was like. <sighs> then it was non-stop bawling for no reason for two days like 36 straight. hours straight <laughs> like, <laughs> like mom came into my into our room and i had been in there just laying there watching aladdin crying she was like what have you been doing in here and i'm like what does it look like and then it was just tough and then we went back down to breakfast and then aaron just looks at me and i'm sitting there and i'm trying to control myself and Aaron goes, are you going to cry, Kiki? And I was like, no. <laughs> so I was just an emotional mess, and it was great. I, I made it a game the next 24 hours to pull up a picture of Josue and just kind of let him peek behind the seats while she was on the plane. Oh, Kiki, <laughs> do you remember Josue? And I'm like, no. Um, so this week has been rough for me. I had to go back to work on Monday because I didn't have enough time off, and I, I cried the whole way to work. I got to work, and as soon as someone asked how my trip was, I cried. I cried the whole time I was there just because I never knew that I could love strangers as much as I love these people. Um, I felt pure joy the entire time I was there serving for the Lord, and it's just so hard to come back here where we don't take the time to love one another as much as we should, smile as often, and just there, like, everybody is just all about love. And I come back here, and it's not. And it's sad. And so now I come back, and I just think, like, there's so many things that just truly don't matter that they used to beforehand because now I just want to love everyone and go back. So, so that story there is, is going to resonate in some form or fashion with everybody that's, that's on stage and, and the two that weren't here. And, and if you were praying for them before or during the mission trip, understand that their mission trip's not over with yet, that that experience and, and their processing through that is not over with yet, that, that you still have an opportunity to serve them, to be a part of, of their struggle through prayer or, or asking to hear about their stories because th that's going to be part of their transition is to be able to share what was going on. And, and while we, we took 25 minutes here to hear some of the stories, I would encourage you to, to connect with them and, and, and ask them, and, and not just today, but, but over the over the next month or so, that, that as they get further away from this mission trip, you, you get converted back into being an American. And, and I'm going to assume that none of them want to be completely removed from, from who's in Honduras. So, so please be praying for them. Please ask them a question. And, and Aaron's getting ready to perform for us.
So one of the things that, that happens when you go on a missions trip is, I, and I tell people this, you grow spiritually like seven years on a mission trip because what happens is you get so out of your comfort zone and everything is just the way you like it. Like here, everything's our way, right away, and there it's not. Everything, you, you have to attitude adjust to, you know, even the time, like, hey, we're going to show up at 9 o'clock, and everything is, is done with an ish at the end of it. You know, we're, we're going to do this ish. We're not even sure, you know, if we can do it. And so your attitude has to adjust, and everything is just the way you like it, and you, you just grow. And I know that many of these guys, you know, Kalisa prayed in front of people for the first time. Caitlin shared in front of people. Steve gave a, presenta a presentation, which I know that's probably not your first time, right? But definitely your first time in an international company or a country, right? Uh, and so... Uh, we, we all did things for the first time, and one of the things that I, I decided to do for the first time this year, because it's kids, uh, and you can ask my mom, she's sitting here on the second row, uh, she always says that I should have been the fifth Wiggle. If you know the Wiggles, it's their kids entertainers, and uh, because I love kids' music. I really do. I love entertaining children, and, um, and, and it's just something that, that I've loved to do, and I've never been able to pick up a guitar and play a song and sing along, and I said, God, this was something I really love to do. There's a song that I used to sing when I was in Sunday school, and it's called My God is So Big. And so this year, this is one of the things that I did. And I, I made these guys come along with me and do it. And I'm going to sing the words for you in English. And then we're all going to do it for you in Spanish. And it was just really incredible to do something that, that I've never done uh, and, and to get out of my comfort zone. Like singing is not just something that I enjoy doing in front of people uh, anyway. Because uh, anyway, so uh, well, I'm getting off, off pace there. So let's just do it. It's uh, my God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Sing along. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. For the mountains are his, the valleys are his, the stars are his handiwork too. Good. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. See, there's that kids entertainer coming out. So look, so that's the song. And so um, I'm going to play it for you. And we're going to sing it together in Spanish with you. And uh, with, emotions, with emotions, please. All right, here we go. Sounds good. Dios es tan grande, tan fuerte y poderoso, no hay nada que no puede hacer. Mi Dios es tan grande, tan fuerte y poderoso, no hay nada que no puede hacer. Las montañas son suyos, las valles son suyos, en las estrellas también. Mi Dios es tan grande, tan fuerte y poderoso, no hay nada que no puede hacer. No hay nada que no puede hacer. Ay, no hará nada, nada. Que no puede hacer. Can you keep it going for these guys and thank them for coming and sharing stories today? Thank you guys so much. Well, as we wrap up our time, I just want to just spend just a moment sharing with you 
probably one of the most impactful things um, that I experienced while I was there, because I think it's important for you. So on the first day I got there, we were spending time with the team, and I connected with the pastor. His name is Ernesto, because this Hope Center is also in the middle of a church. And so when you invest in these kids and you're investing in the Hope Center, you're also making a difference in a local church, just, just like this one. And that church is there to reach a community, just like this one. And in that community of people, there are broken, hurting people, marriages that are struggling, relationships that are torn, addictions, danger, worry and anxiety, depression. There's all the things that you face here in your community, there in that community. And I believe that the, that the church, the local church, is the hope of the world because we carry the light of the world, and that's Jesus. And that church is there, and so I sat with the pastor, and I just said, you know, Ernesto, what's changed since we were here? And I was really expecting to hear an answer about the building because at that point, all we had seen was the main spread that they had done for us where they cooked food for us, and we just had a celebration together. We hadn't been anywhere else in the building, and that's what my question was was towards, and, but I got a surprising response. Ernesto said, you know, you guys were the first ones to ever come here, and, and there'd never been a church here before, and after you guys left, everything changed. He described what happened was that momentum began to build. There was excitement in the community about the church. We had added some life to this place by just throwing some paint on the walls and encouraging the people who had worked there and had never had a day off, never had time for themselves or to be encouraged and to be blessed in the way that we went and did last year. And he said, Aaron, it, it turned into ripples. He said, not only has the, is the community, like the, the Hope Center doing well, he said, but the church has continued to grow. God's love has continued to grow. And see, unless you go there, you don't understand why that's so important. See, last year when we went there, we asked kids, what is the thing that you're most afraid of? And do you know what their response was? leaving my house. They're afraid to walk out their doors because of the danger and the crime that, that is rampant in their community. That they might be asked. When we were on the field playing last year, a little girl was sent across the field by drug dealers. She was the one carrying the drugs to do the transactions. These kids get roped into the sex trade. They get roped into all kinds of things that they don't want to be part of. They're innocent children. And they're afraid to leave their homes. And Ernesto said, I said, what, what's happened since we came here? He said, crime has dropped dramatically in this community as a result of your visit because the gospel has grown. That's the, oh, that's the, also, yeah, there you go. Last year, the kids were afraid to leave their homes. This year, the kids were playing soccer in the streets. And that, that may not mean a whole lot to you, but that means a lot to them as a community. The gospel is growing. God's love is being spread in incredible ways. And let me tell you something. When you sponsor a child, this whole trip, I talked to my team about, listen, you are planting a seed. The Bible describes us as one who plants and one who waters, but it's God who does the rest of it, right? And so I said, you are planting seeds, and some of you are going to be watering them. And even if you don't see the fruit of that today, you need to know that God's the one that's responsible for all that. So don't stress. Just love everybody that you can. Do whatever God puts in front of you to do. Use whatever gift he's given you to be a blessing while you're here. And our team did that. Because here, and you did that too. Many of you who sponsored, many of you who gave, many of you who prayed and encouraged, you planted seeds. 
that have made a difference in that community. And today, if you did not do that, let me tell you, here's the opportunity for you. In a few weeks, we're going to announce the next year's trip. You need to go on the trip. You need to just decide, I'm going to go on the trip. Others of you, maybe you can't go, and you'll be able to give to it. That's great. That's awesome. But there's some of you that you could take a simple step to sponsor a child. And when we got back, I called, I called One Child Matters, and I said, how many kids are available? And they, they scrounged around, and they were, they were like, man, there's 12 kids available. I said, put them all on my website, because when I get back, I want every single one of those kids sponsored. Everyone that's available, I want done. I want taken care of at that center, because there is a waiting list of kids that can get in there. Here's why. Because when you sponsor a child, that child goes home and affects an entire home. See, you don't understand. When you sponsor a child, you are turning a community upside down for Jesus. That's what's happening. You're sending out God's love into pockets of the community because they only allow one child per house. Unless there's a special situation, there's a serious need in the house. They allowed one child per home to be sponsored. And so we are, we're, we are currently, as of this morning, I want to say, how many, how many of those kids got sponsored? Five got sponsored first service. There's seven left for you to sponsor. But we, we have about 39, 40 kiddos that we sponsor. There's 40 different homes in Nueva Esperanza, Tegucigalpa, Honduras, that you are making a difference in. And so today, if you feel the Holy Spirit leading you, stirring you, it's $39 a month. That's not a lot of money. That's a simple decision you can make today. So stop by. There's a table out there. Sponsor a child. Let's get all seven of these kids, the rest of them, sponsored. Let's let Honduras know how much we love them and how much we really want to see this city turned upside down for Jesus. Amen? So let's do it. Now, there's others of you. The first step that you need to take in making a difference in somebody else's life, because here's the deal. You can do all that you can do, but when God steps into the picture, he does way more than you could ever imagine. And so for some of you, the, verse, the first step towards making a difference in someone else's life is taking it a step towards God. There's some of you in here that today, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You, you don't know God. But listen, God wants you to know him in the way that he knows you, which is a very intimate and personal way. God's not far off. He's not hard to get to. He's here, and he's here now. He's ready to know you. He doesn't care what you did last night. He knows where you were last night. He's not concerned. God's love is greater than any mistake that you've ever made. It's greater than anything you've ever injected into your veins, any person you've ever hurt, any hurtful word that you've ever said. God's love is greater than all of that. He's ready to be in a relationship with you today. And in a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you want to join me in that prayer, we're going to do that. You can just say the words. You need to believe them in your heart. And I promise you, the moment you open your life to God, he'll step into your life and make a difference in such a way that maybe you'll be crazy like the rest of us and go on a missions trip. Maybe you'll be crazy like some of us. You want to take a step and sponsor a kid. Maybe you'll be crazy like some of the people who gave or sent gifts and, and prayed for us and encouraged us and were part of this, making a difference in someone else's life. But it begins with God making a difference in yours. So I'm going to pray this prayer. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you want to pray this prayer with me today, I'm not going to make you stand up or come to the front. I really, really would just love to identify who's here and who's making that step. But if that's you, would you be so bold today as to say, Aaron, I'm ready to experience God's love. I'm ready to take that step. I want a relationship with God. Or maybe there's others of you that you've had a relationship with God and you've kind of drifted and you just need to start over. 
You, you, you need a redo. And God, is, God loves to give people an opportunity at a redo. That's what he does. His grace is new every morning. It was what the Bible says. He loves you that much. He's not mad at you. He just wants you to come home. And so if there are those of you here today, you want to come home, just slip your hand up and let me know that's you. Do that now. Do it now. Come on, let's see you. Just do it now. That's me. Thank you. Now, church, let's pray together. Let's pray. Let's everybody pray out loud. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. And today I ask you to come into my life. Change me, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. And show me how to live for you. And I'll spend every day doing that. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, the Bible says if you made that commitment today that all of heaven is celebrating with you. Come on, church. Can we celebrate with those that have made a decision today? Let them know it's the best decision they've ever made in their life. Now, listen, if you made that decision today, we want to invite you to take another step of commitment, and that's to Growth Track. We do Growth Track every Sunday, the first, second, third, and fourth Sundays of the month. It'll help you understand your spiritual journey. You're not meant to do this alone. We don't expect you to know how to live like Jesus all by yourself and even to understand the Bible on your own. And so we want to we help you. We want to equip you for your spiritual journey. Step one starts next Sunday during second service. So we want to ask you, hey, make a decision. Jump in. Even if you can't stay both services, go to Growth Track second service. Skip Sunday morning service. If you don't have a pastor, I'm your pastor now. Hi, how are you? I give you permission to skip Sunday morning service to go to Growth Track. I think it's that important for you to understand God's plan and his purpose for your life. Amen? Awesome. But this time we're going to call our service host forward. We are going to serve, uh, receive our tithes and our offerings. And if you're a guest here, understand you're under no obligation to give today. We're just really, really glad that you're here today, that you came out to support this team. And thank you so much for that. As they come, I want to share a couple things with you. Uh, well, first, first a really big one. And... Uh, the details are short, but I want to tell you that uh, God is up to something, and uh, we're, we're going to find out more things soon, but uh, I, th I think Simple Church has found a new home, and, and so here's my ask. I know I said that a few months before, and that, that situation kind of fell through. It didn't pan out. And so since the details are not finalized, leases are not signed, and things like that, I just want you to know that this is one of the things that happened just before we left for Honduras and began happening as soon as we got back. And God is faithful and so good. And so would you just join us in praying over that situation? Would you pray that, the, that God would just sort out the details and, and that, that the logistics of things, that his grace would just be among all of it? Because it's, it's a... It's a It'll be a job to do, and it's going to be incredible, and we need God in every part of it. So if you'll join us in that prayer, I promise you, as details come available, we'll make sure that I keep you informed, and we'll talk about it. But, man, it's incredible, and if this pans out the way we believe that it will, it's going to be an incredible blessing to us and a further blessing to the community and the call that God's given us, all right? All right, at this time, let's pray over the offering. Lord, thank you so much for all you're doing in Simple Church. Thank you for this team. Thank you for this church. Thank you for their generosity that is making a difference in Honduras. Lord, thank you for the difference that it's making here in Reynoldsburg, across this nation, across this state, and across this world. Lord, I pray blessings on everyone who gives, Lord. I pray, God, that you help us take every dollar and reach those people that are far from you with it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand?